The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. You know, it's easy to run a podcast network when there's so much to talk about. Socks in the Basement, the premier White Sox podcast right here on the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network, covering a brand new White Sox manager. It's on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com as we talk about the hiring of Pedro Grifo. On Southside Pod, a weekly half-hour show that covers all of the Southside's happenings, we are covering a meet-a-thon on the most recent episode. You got to listen to understand that completely. And we're talking about all of the high school football matchups here in the postseason. But here on the EP podcast, we have head coach Jerry Verdi. The Evergreen Park Mustangs win in a shutout victory. First round of the postseason in front of a raucous crowd, and they're on to round number two. The game coming up this Saturday, and this is a football Friday. The head coach joining us in just moments. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. 2.5%. Statement Savings Special. That's the interest. Also, on an 11-month CD, you're getting 3%. 26 months, you're getting 3.25. The First National Bank of Evergreen Park invests in this community because they love this area as much as you do, and their total access checking account gives you free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. You have a great mobile banking tool, brand new launch this summer, an award-winning customer service, and it's right here in the EP. This is the bank that I use, my family uses, my business uses, right in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. Stop in and see them today. $100 required to open up that account. Member FDIC. Evergreen Park Community High School's scholarship fundraiser is coming up on Sunday, November the 13th over at 115 Bourbon Street. 40 bucks at the door, but you can get tickets in advance for 35 the folks that have organized that event will talk all about where that money goes. Give out more details on the event coming up on the next episode of the EP Podcast, so make sure you are subscribed. Whatever you're listening to the EP Podcast on right now, even if you clicked on a link in Facebook, there is an option to subscribe through any app. If you're on the EPPodcast.com, put in your email address. We'll send you a link each and every time. Meanwhile, this Saturday, November the 5th, before you go out and see the Evergreen Park Mustangs, you got to travel on the road for that game. Enjoy some light refreshments as you smash your pumpkins into bits. The annual pumpkin smash happening over at the community center, 3450 West 97th Street. Kids must be accompanied by an adult. It is presented by the EP Environmental Recycling Commission and the Rec Department. For more details, 708-229-3373. Coming up on November the 17th, it's a Thursday at 11 a.m. at the EP Community Center. Once again, 3450 West 97th Street. For 10 bucks, they got a roast chicken dinner. Musical entertainment by Johnny Gray, and the lunch is free to all Evergreen Park veterans. Please RSVP if you plan to attend. Tickets actually must be purchased by Monday the 14th. The head coach of the EP Mustangs, up next, right here on the EP Podcast. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, 
financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. with me right now the head coach of a team that just won a home football playoff game right here in evergreen park this past weekend head coach of the evergreen park mustangs jerry verdi how are you coach doing well we're coaching football in november that's always good exactly that's awesome that you're coaching football in november and uh you know i i know you don't like to pat yourself on the back but it looks like you did a pretty good job this past friday uh, a lopsided victory in round one over comer 48 to nothing you blank them tell me about this game well um we had a good week of practice i mean um our players committed uh we brought up about 12 deserving sophomores a couple and a couple freshmen and uh, we really did we had a, we had a pretty good week of practice uh we executed very well um you know that night and uh you know defensively we 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 excelled um we held them to under 50 yards total offense once you subtract the, the negative yardage plays. And we had three interceptions and we had three fumble recoveries. And so we gave the offense some pretty good uh, field position and, and they were able to take advantage. And, and um, you know, by the time we got into the third, after the first series of the third quarter, the, the clock was running. You know, we were we were winning by uh, 40 points. So it, it was a good night. A lot of everybody got to play and, and um, it was a home game and, and everybody enjoyed it. Tell me a little bit about that atmosphere. That what did it feel like out there? Was it just uh, delirious uh, excitement? Well, it, it, it's enjoyable. You know, you, you, you try to keep things in perspective. Um, as exciting as, as playoff football is, you know, it, it's round one. And, and um, you know, you know you're going to be playing more football, you know, after, after that game is over. So you, you, you kind of try to, try, try to keep things um, grounded, I guess would be the word that uh, I would use. Um, but you know, some of the best parts of the night maybe weren't even the, you know, the good plays made by some of our, our guys that always make big plays. For instance, um, Jed Ajay had a really good night, about 135 yards rushing. He had three touchdowns and he had a very, he had a long touchdown run and, and he's very hard to tackle. He had a great night and, uh, obviously we were excited for the way, the way he played, but we were just as excited in the, uh, fourth quarter when our, Back of quarter back, uh, Aiden Bench uh, scored his first touchdown of the season. I mean, there was there might even been a bigger roar for that because you know you've got expectations for what Jed's going to do, and then um, you know Aiden gets his chance to to finally score this year, and 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 it was it was exciting. You know, it, it, it's fun for everybody. Um, you just got to keep it grounded and uh, realize that there's more football to play later. Oh, trust me, coach. I was asking that question about the the crowd and the fans. I know I know you're not going to get deliriously excited. You're you're even keel. I I get that. So the, you talked about the defense. Uh, you know, holding this team down. Anybody stand out on defense? Is that where your player of the game is coming from? You know, it's it's you. It's really hard to pick one one player uh, this particular uh, time around um, because we, so many guys had had big plays. Um, you know, our free safety Max Mansell had a big fumble recovery. Um, Asiel Rubalcaba had a big interception and he had a 20 yard return. 
Um, Axel Rubukava, his cousin, had a big fumble recovery. He returned uh, into the red zone, set up a touchdown. Um, as usual, our middle linebacker, Caleb Kulovitz, uh, he had a sack, had a pass breakup tackle for loss. He ended up finishing the game with eight tackles. And, uh, you know, Steady Eddie, Eduardo, and Tunis had um, a big tackle for loss in the key situation and ended up with eight tackles also. So it's hard to pick a single player of the game when you've got, uh, you know, a performance like that all the way around. It really is. All right, so I'm looking at this 4A bracket. There were some upsets. Just because you guys were – uh, you know, the higher seed, a six seed versus an 11. It was not a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I'm flipping along here. I saw a 15 seed beat a two in your own bracket. I see that a, a 10 beat a seven on the other side of the of the of the bracket. And I want to say there was another big upset that also occurred as I'm scanning through this thing. I, it's not a guarantee that the the higher seed is going to walk away with the game. Is that something you try to explain to the kids when you're when you're going through this thing? Because it's very easy to sit there and say, well, somebody said this team is so much higher than the other team. We're we're clearly the underdog. Well, it's it's it it gets a little complicated from the standpoint of, you know, you look at the seeding and and you always expect, well, that must just be the better team. Um, but you also have to take into account that it it's just very based on mathematics. I mean, a nine and oh team is gonna end up being a a top seed, and then uh, how many wins did their opponents have? You know, kind of puts them in with the other nine and O's. So, uh, if a nine and O had uh, had played a, a very difficult schedule, and and their nine opponents had a combined forty wins, they're a higher seed than let's say a nine and O team whose opponents had like thirty combined wins, and and that happens across the board. Obviously, you know, teams play. Um, some teams play more difficult schedules than others. Um, you know, oftentimes, people refer to the Chicago Catholic League, someone who's five and four coming out of that, playing uh, someone from another league that maybe isn't as competitive, that might be an eight and one, nine and zero. Oh. Um, you know, the record isn't always indicative as, as far as who the better team is, and, and that, that happens quite a bit. Back in 2018, we squeaked into the playoffs at five and four. We were in our side of the bracket. We were the 16 team. And we played a nine and zero Peyton Prep, and we we won that game. You know, we obviously had a more difficult schedule than they did, and we ended up being the better team that night. So that that happens uh, quite a bit, and there's a lot of there are complaints about the way the playoff system works. But you know, it's the best system they can come up with now, and unless you get get a group of people together that can actually rate the teams, kind of like what they do for college football, and that's that's just way too much of a subjective process where you know, too many opinions get involved and then, you know, it, it just would be too difficult. That's why they keep it just with basic numbers and basic, basic math. <laughs> so I'm looking at your opponent next week, St. Francis. Uh, they have beat up on a lot of people this year. Like if you, if you just look at their schedule, you don't know how strong it is. You would say this team is incredible because they, they have one win where they scored over 80 points and they blank the other team. Okay, now I don't know how good Bishop McNamara is down in Kankakee, but like they whooped up on them. They were nine and one as their overall record, four and zero in their conference. They play teams as far south as Champaign. They beat up on Marengo in their first round game, sixty three to nothing. So you have another team that blinked their first round team running into you. It's a three seed versus you guys a six seed. They're nine and one at this point. You're eight and two. Tell me about this matchup. Well, I. 
you know, uh, they're, they're, they're a very good team, obviously. And, and their record, you know, tells you, tells you such and as just as the, the scores do. And, and, um, you know, they do a lot of things. Well, they've, they've, they've got a, a very good quarterback. They've got good running backs. They've got a nice, uh, uh, a good uh, offensive line, defensive line, and uh, you know they're they're very well coached, and and uh, they're a program that's uh, been up for for you know the last about the last decade, maybe more than that. They won the 2008 state championship, so they also have a, a bit of a storied history too, uh, you know, to them. And uh, you know they're good at what they do. Uh, we appreciate that. We respect that. Um, we believe that uh, our matchup with them, that we can be competitive with them. We're preparing for that. And, um, you know, we feel good about ourselves right now, too. You know, we are we're on the upswing. We've had, uh, you know, four straight weeks of, of really, really good football um, for us where we've gotten better and, and we've grown as a team, grown as an offense, grown as a defense. And we really do believe that, that Saturday afternoon it, it's going to be one heck of a game. Uh, and we, we are we are definitely looking forward to it. You try to stay very even keel when you talk about your team, but you're right. Over the last couple of weeks, you can see everything starting to click on all cylinders. You, Evergreen Park is no slouch at eight and two at this point after winning their first uh, their first round playoff game. And I, you know, I'm not going to look ahead at the bracket in any way. And I know you look game the game, but this is the kind of game that it feels like to me is just somebody on the outside looking in. Like if EP. Beats a nine and one team. They knock the, the three seed out. They're the six. They've won two games in this thing. It's a statement type game that everybody else is going to start paying attention to. There's going to be more write ups on. Hey, look out for the Mustangs now because here they are. They've won two playoff games and they're fierce and they're a tough team. And look at that record. Is this the kind of game that could be a program defining game if you can go out there and take care of business? Yeah, it's it, it's a huge game. It's it's you know maybe the biggest game that that we've played here you know in my in my seven year time you know because we made the quarterfinals in 2018 and we ran ran into a a Montini team that was very 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 good um, and we we might not be have been in 2018 at the level we are right now to be completely honest so um, it, you know it is a statement game. Uh, you know, not to give you too much coach speak, but, you know, obviously every game in the playoffs is a, is a statement game. But, but yeah, this is definitely a, a huge game for us because um, we're playing a very, very good opponent that we that we believe that we're going to compete against. And if we can come out on top, yeah, that, that makes a huge statement. In Wheaton at St. Francis, right? Right. And, they, and they've got a really uh, uh, interesting field. They got the blue turf to, to match their, uh, you know, kind of powder blue uh, uniforms. And it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. It's, it's neat to see on film, and, and, and I know we're going to get a kick out of it when we see it uh, in person. That's got to be hard. Like, you know, when you have a uniform that matches the blue turf, that it, it, would that throw off a player who's not used to it? Do you worry about that at all? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, back in the days, everyone used to complain about Mark Carmel and Julia Catholic. For those who don't know, they wear brown uniforms. And everyone used to say, well, they wear their home brown uniforms, and it hides the football. And, well, it really doesn't. But, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, thinking that it gives an advantage, maybe kind of sort of out of your peripheral, maybe they kind of blend into the field, possibly. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, if anything, it's it just got to probably have a shock value for the other team. If, if you come in there and you're, 
you're 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 dwelling on the color color of the turf, then you're probably not thinking about the the, the things you're supposed to think about in order to, to to play a football game. Saturday afternoon game, the Mustangs go on the road to Wheaton. Eight and two Mustangs versus nine and one St. Francis. And uh, coach, good luck in this round. Uh, we're all pulling for you, and uh, hopefully we can keep this train rolling. Hey, we appreciate it. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.